We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. No. All right. Welcome back to the Principal PLN. This is episode 74. It is just Teresa and I today because Spike got struck by lightning. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I just wanted to use that. New school is the lightning, right? Lightning something. That was a good one. I don't know. He was going to be here, but he's not here. So I'm going to say he had a his daughter's <laughs> soccer tournament this weekend. I thought Friday morning still worked, but we must have been miscommunicating. So it's okay. So it's just us. And we're still going because I know we have not had a podcast in like a month or something. Like people are asking, which I feel loved, but. Um, it is. It's nice. We went to a conference. Um, I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago, the McCall conference, and a couple of people asked, and that was so. It was nice to hear, but then it made me feel awful. <laughs> I know, and so those of you listening, uh, Teresa and I have no plan of what we're talking about. We just want to get out a podcast for you all, so people know we're alive. That's right. So we're 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 focusing on what we're focusing on at work these this kind of time of oh. year, which can be. It, I've, I always feel like as an administrator, it's so much, I mean, it, it's always so much different, but I feel like I can't join in in the enthusiasm of the, of the teachers because they're all in their like spring break excitement and their countdown to the end of the school year, but the countdown to the end of the school year makes me oh, really anxious. This is such a stressful time because 
it's we have our foot in what has to be happening now. Right. Planning for the end of the year, but also planning for next year. Like right. we have stuff that has to get done and it's like people are all excited for spring break and I'm like, yes, people are going to be out of the building. I can get <laughs> work done. And I'm like, wait, I need to rest. So I'm ready, but there's no time for that. Yeah. This is such a, you know, we had our, um, so for instance, we have to just in my building, you know, you're obviously working on the end of the year. We've got kindergarten roundup that we have scheduled um, for almost right when we get back, I think the 13th of April. So pretty close. So we, we, we're on spring break um, yesterday, which was Holy Thursday in the Catholic world, and then Good Friday and the week following Easter. So that's our spring break. But I know a lot of schools, at least in Michigan, anyone who has a shared county calendar, or the ones that I know of at least, have the first full week in April off. So theirs falls a little bit differently. Yeah, around here, everybody has a different calendar, and yeah. there are a lot of week-long breaks. And we just had the Friday and Monday. However, we got hit with spring break blizzard, so we had the snow day yesterday. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with a snow day backing up to spring break. That's really I know. I'm like, happy spring break. Here's a snow day. But it wasn't too bad here. Um, it was really just ice, and I only live a mile from school. So I went into work, and I got a lot done, which was helpful. <laughs> Um, we also have state testing coming up. I don't know about you guys, but, um, in October, which in Wisconsin, we're on like year three of a third different test. So I'm having to figure out all of that. And then being the the testing coordinator for your district. Yeah. So I've also got to, um, you know, be planning for, we just finished the ACT, which all of our juniors take the ACT and so did that. The next round is ACT Aspire for ninth and 10th graders, while then all the rest of our 3rd through 8th and 10th graders are taking this, going to be taking the state test. So getting all of that figured out, um, that's awesome. like a full-time job in of itself. So, yeah. Especially for an entire district. I'm tired just doing it for my building. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you've got, you know, evaluations, like there's that. Which we all do. Budget planning. Um, There's so much. We're planning fortunate. for staffing for next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you have to know your enrollment. We're fortunate that because we're in a in a private building and we have to do open houses and things like that that are not, you know, it's not a curriculum night. It's a recruiting night. So we have to have our budget planned out in January for the next year or very early February, depending on when your open house is, so that we can have tuition planned because yeah. we can't. We, you, I mean, you can have an open house without a tuition schedule, but it's not really a good idea. So, uh, sure. So our main budget is done, but it all changes based on for us based on enrollment. Just like for public schools, you have to plan your staffing based on how many kids you have, you know, in your building. Plus, if you're going to rearrange grades, if you're, I mean, and then you have to have those conversations. When does that happen for you? Now. <laughs> Conversations now, with I mean, through now? the through the end of the year. I mean, really, um, teachers need to know by April fifteenth if they're going to be um, laid off. Right. Um, I won't have any of that, fortunately. Um, but I mean, I there are going to be some movement based yeah. on what our numbers are, and 
Um, we have, my school has been um, a SAGE school in the state of Wisconsin. That meant we've had to keep our class sizes at a certain number and okay. we get additional funding from the state. However, um, that program is changing where we'll still get funding, but it's not necessarily class sizes. There's different things that we can do, like having an interventionist, having a coach. Oh. So um, I'm having to play around with what, what could that look like. So um, just figuring that out, which, you know, you change with class sizes. That's like a big deal. In yeah. That's a big, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There won't be huge changes. Um, but yeah, so I've got that going on. We have to create our, um, our calendar for next year. Our, our, um, school calendar has to be submitted to the archdiocese by April. I think it's the 15th, 15th or 25th. Um, so that, you know, that's something too, because when you're, when you're in a district, you know, your district usually lays that out for your, it's based by your contract. Yeah. For us, we have to determine um, professional development days, how many of those can count as student days. And next year, the state of Michigan is moving to 180 days as opposed to like right now, we have to plan 1,090 hours of student contact through from whenever you start until whenever you end. But the state of Michigan, I guess, is moving to 180 days, which our 1090, because our days are a little bit longer, works out to, well, so we have, we had it 1090. And then two years ago, we had, I think, 11 snow days because we got hit by this, this crazy winter. And so our superintendent had us add in because in the state of Michigan, that 1090 includes 30 hours for inclement weather, which works out to like five and a half days. Mm -hmm. We had to add in six extra days or, or 1127 is what we had to submit for our amount of hours. So we have like 11 days built in now for snow, but we still only have, I think, 100 and, 176 student contact days, I think is where the calendar fell last year. So now, you know, that's going to change a little bit. And for in the state of Michigan, we can't start school, public schools, unless they have a shared calendar, which was already set before, you know, there are stipulations to it, but public schools can't start school until after Labor Day because that's Labor Day is such a touristy thing in Michigan. So, and ours is September 1st. And that's so, yeah, so there you go. Which September 1st works well. September 7th this year, when Labor Day was, worked really badly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now yeah. The schools are getting out so late. But when we have years like this that are late Labor Day, the, our schools aren't going to get out until mid-June now. And when I say mid-June, I mean like late June, like the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Whereas my last day of school this year is June 3rd. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So most of this, most of the school, the public school districts are getting out in the early teens, mid-teens, but it's going to add potentially up to 10 days to their, because now instead of having a few longer days and a couple less days, we have to have... 180 days. So that's something that, that is changing too. And I don't know that it hits as a private school. I don't know that it hits us next year. We haven't been informed on that yet, but it may. And so that changes the calendar a ton too. Well, and that's something that most principals don't have to worry about, but you being private school, right. you do. I was a part of our calendar committee, which that is like my least favorite committee ever in the world. 
because um, you can't ever make anybody happy. No. No. <laughs> and I, you know, I, but I am, I am super fortunate that my office manager, it's like Christmas for her when it's time to do the calendar. She loves it. And she's like, by the time I see that it's due or that I even get the email, she's already got it planned out. Like she's like, so we could do this she's got a calendar for next year that starts for this year. And she's got all the half days marked and Oh, see, in my world, oh. that is like voting for the president and everybody gets up in arms about what they want. That, that's what. Yeah. And then, you know, being on the calendar committee, like, how dare you pick them? <laughs> just see, like, oh, I've, I've already just learned that I, I just don't change anything. I just have to leave it like it was last year. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is. This year we ran into struggles with the first day of school because our, um, because Memorial Day was really late, is really late this year, 2016, and Labor Day was really late in 2015. Well, look at Easter right now. Right, right. and so Easter is super early, right? So the the calendar this year, every so many years, the calendar gets super whacked out just by where things fall. Yeah. And so yeah. this year, we ran into a struggle because our building traditionally starts the Monday or Tuesday before Labor Day, depending on how many days we need to get in. And then we end the first full week after Memorial Day. So we have Memorial Day Monday off, and then we have Tuesday through Friday school, and then we go the following week and we're off either Thursday or Friday that following week. This year, because Labor Day was so late, we started the exact same date that we started last year, which last year was a Monday, this year is a Tuesday, but it fell two weeks before Labor Day. Mm -hmm. And this year we get out on June 3rd, which is a Friday, which we got out last year. It was a Thursday. It's the same exact date. Yeah. It's yeah. just a day later, but it's the week of Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. So it, and it changes like our pre-K starts after Labor Day. This year they started two weeks into school instead of just one. And they get out the week before Memorial Day, but that only gives them one week to finish conferences and their picnic, which normally they have two. So it like, it just, the calendar just really, and even though we kept all of the dates the same, we didn't change anything in our calendar, nothing. All the dates are the same. The vacations are all the same. It was like the beginning of the year was insane because people are like, why are we starting a week earlier? I said, well, not. It's the same date, but because it Blame it on the Mayans. I know. Blame, blame it on the moon. Yeah. It's the full moon. It's Julius Caesar. I had to blame it on somebody else. It's not my fault. So... <laughs> You know, it's just the way that it falls. But yeah. it's, you know, I, I learned my first year, I didn't change anything with calendar, nothing. There was a day that our teachers get, um, just to kind of backtrack, when I was teaching and we had conferences, when I was in the public school, we had, we had like a Wednesday, we had a full day on Wednesday and then we had conferences at night. Then we had a half day on Thursday and conferences in the afternoon. And then we had a half day on Friday with professional development in the afternoon. And here we do, we had a half day, we had two half days and one was evening conferences and then morning conferences, which we don't need because we don't have that many kids. And then a full day off on Friday. It's not for professional development. It wasn't anything. It's just, it's a full day off and it's in October. So it, it, this year it fell on Halloween, I think, or the day before Halloween when somehow that's where it falls because of the way the calendar went this year. But I was like, we don't need a day in October. <laughs> like, who needs a day off 
eight weeks into the school year. You know, it just totally it baffled me. So I had this this grand idea that I was going to make conferences. You know, we were going to take a half day and just do, you know, just plow through conferences and then have a half day of school and they could have the half day in the afternoon. And that did not fly. Like before I could even bring it out, they were like, no, 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 no. This is something we have always had. It's something that we plan on. I'm like, okay, no problem. Like it didn't make sense to me, but it was what they knew. And that is not it's something that has always happened. That's and right. you take that away. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. We, for many years, the state teachers convention always happened the last two days in October. So that was okay. never, those were always days that were off here. Um, right. And then that ended several years ago, but our school district still kept those for quite a while. And then finally we're like, why are we taking yeah. those days off? Like nobody's going anywhere to state convention. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. So we changed that too. Oh, stop talking about the calendar. This is boring. I know. <laughs> I know. My office Thank manager is having a blast right now. She she loves it. And I love that she loves it because that's I do cool. not. So bizarre. Yeah. No, that's not my world. Yeah. Um, so this past week, I we um I called it I declared March Madness Week for our school. Fun. Um, which in the the best part of it is that teachers get to wear their jeans every day. If they wear college attire, oh, fun. you know, so like a college shirt, yeah, um, each day, and they have to talk about college with their kids. Oh, so, um, like everybody had a sign that said, um, you know, I went to college, you know, ask me how or whatever, and they had to post it outside their door of where they went and what their major was. And then I heard all sorts of conversations when I was in classrooms and. You know, kids were asking teachers, you know, look up this college and, you know, they'd be looking at the college promotional videos online and oh, um, kids talking to their parents about college and then coming back and saying where parents went. And um, so the, you know, it, it all starts with letting teachers wear jeans, but, had, <laughs> you know, awesome yeah. conversations happening, you know, from kindergarten on up. And you um, were in an elementary building, so that's important to you know, yeah. for those who don't know, you're in a K through five, K five yeah. building. So, yeah. so you know, this is a an early time to start talking about college, but it's so important. Yeah. Well, in in Wisconsin, I don't know about other states, but we now have um, a state requirement of it's called academic and career planning (ACP), and you have to there has to be components in place at the elementary level. You know, so K twelve, there has to be things happening for. Um, academic and career planning and basically at the elementary level it's an awareness of colleges and careers and um, at the end of the year we always take our fifth graders on a college visit so they'll get that and um, but this was just a great way too to just naturally embed it into NCAA week where everybody's <laughs> we're we're all cheering for the Badgers yes, I was gonna say especially if you're in Wisconsin yes in she rock <laughs> moved, moved on from March Madness. <laughs> oh no, we get we get very excited here in our house. We've got the the bracket up on the fridge. Oh, that's watch awesome. the I have my badger nails. I know they're so cute. I saw them on Facebook. I might have to get badger nails too. We're a we're a Michigan Michigan State house, and uh, I had I you know it's this is going to sound horrible, but as a as a Michigan grad. I get excited about Michigan State basketball because yeah. it's not traditionally that good in basketball. So 
So, you know, the fact that they made the tournament was exciting and the fact that they, you know, made the playing game, which was fine because then at least they were in the tournament. So I, I didn't expect them to go very far, which was fine. But in all my brackets, I had Michigan State winning, and I had planned on having a really great couple weeks watching Michigan State. <laughs> I was like, I, I was driving in the car on the way home, and and it was like I was I was driving, and I was looking at cars around me because I was listening to it on the radio, and everyone just had these drop jaws in this looks of disbelief on their faces because it was like, how did this even happen? And so now we're we're rooting for Wisconsin too. Yeah, you get to join me. It's Go Badgers. Go, Bucky. All right. It's a good time. Yeah. Good time for Big Ten. But, yeah, so if anybody else, if anyone else who's listening has a career planning, th- a, an initiative in their state like that that goes K through 12, let us know because that's really – I would I would be interested. Yeah. Well, and our um, – so, like, some other things that we do, too, is um, – so, in the fifth grade – our counselor um, has kids take surveys online. We use an online program where they take surveys about what they're interested in, and it will give them results like, here are careers that you would be interested in. I took that when I was in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, and we start in fifth grade, and then it can follow them up through, we're just switching what program we use, but it, you, you know, it can follow them up through their middle school and high school uh-huh. years of you know, making sure that they're on track with classes that they need. We also have um, some people from different technical college come in and talk to the fifth grade classes so that, you know, they get um, to hear about technical colleges. But then we also make, um, we actually go to UW-Madison, so Badgers. Um, And then when they're in either seventh or eighth grade, they take a different college trip um, to another university. And I don't remember where that is because I don't go there. Um, But yeah, I would love to hear other ideas that, that people are doing to promote um, college and career readiness. And, and that fifth grade trip is my favorite field trip to always take with the kids. Um, like the biggest excitement for them every year is we, we will go to eat, you know, where college kids go to eat and there's so many choices and they're always like, you can have this, you can have donuts, you can have spaghetti, you can have pizza. (laughs) It's so like, Oh, they're just so funny. Oh, that's fun. I, my wheels are turning right now. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I get excited about it. It's pretty cool. And um, I found online the quote um, from Crayons to College, we're on the right track. Oh. Or wait, is that, yeah, from Crayons to College, we're on the right track. So I like made this poster throughout the school with that quote, but Dodgeland is on the right track. And oh, then yeah. it explained also why we were wearing jeans for any parents who were in the <laughs> school. But um, I don't know. I just get excited thinking about our kids growing up. And especially for me in, in my being in a K-12 um, school, right. like the current seniors were my fifth graders when I came. Oh. So now like starting to see, you know, what colleges they're going to. Yeah. And, that's something else cool is that we can have, you know, seniors come and talk to, right. um, to our students, you know, so they can learn, you know, what, what's it like? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and that's a big, that's a big thing too. I mean, we've got, my video's going crazy. Um, oh, yeah. You're frozen in time for me. I can still hear you just fine. Oh, okay, good. Um, so, oh, I know why. Hang on. Okay. That should help in a second. Um, that's that's an, a good thing in our building too because we've got K eight, so our eighth graders because because when you're you know in a in a private school high school choice is like a recruiting time too you know we've got we've got the high schools that come in and try to recruit our kids and 
you know, it's a, it's a big deal based on which high school you get into and they have to apply and they have to be accepted. And so that's kind of a cool thing too, when they, you know, when they decide where they're going and the kids, you know, and then the, the older kids will come back during the elementary visits. And so our little kids get to see, you know, the, the former eighth graders who are now in their high school gear and they're all excited. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we've about done podcast time. I think we talked randomness. Nothing, like I said, no plan, nothing of huge substance. No, but hopefully some good ideas. I, I have some good ideas now. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I do want to share one principal story. This is from another principal who shared this story on Voxer. Do you remember I shared this in our Voxer group? You're um, going to have to be a little Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is, and, and I have, I'm not going to share the name or anything like that, but this is just a, um, a little word to the wise of dealing with students. So a principal was on lunch duty and a, a student had a hundred dollar bill and he's like, oh, where, yes. did you get, where did, where did you get this? <laughs> he's like, Oh, I got it from Timmy over there or whatever. So, you know, go to Timmy. Um, where did you get this hundred dollar bill? Oh, it's from my, you know, my, my piggy bank at home or whatever. Um, so the principal thought, Oh, well, you know, that makes sense. My kid's good at saving up money too. So takes the hundred dollar bill and then goes and later on calls mom come to find out, uh, Timmy, not only had that $100 bill, but took mom's entire envelope of $100 bills from the tax return. So there were like thousands of dollars in this school building that the principal had to help track down because little Timmy's handing out $100 bills. So the lesson there in that little story, which could very well happen at this time of the year with tax returns, is if a child has money, Ask, did you bring any other money to school? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Here's my little my little lesson because in all my years as principal, I've never had that happen, but I could totally see it happening. So we had a couple situations where kids have brought large, you know, hundred dollar bills to school for whatever you know whatever reason, and and someone you know someone finds out they've got it or they're showing it to people or they're using it for school store, you know, where they're buying fifty cent erasers. <laughs> And so it, you know, it kind of, it kind of, you know, like, wait, what, where did you get this? And then you call home and mom's like, oh yeah, he's going to need to bring that back. So you know, I mean, it does happen. You just have to keep your eyes open. You know, I, I think, I think if you're working, especially in an elementary or middle school building, I'm not saying high school, you know, high schoolers have jobs. So maybe they may have hundred dollar bill for some. I don't have a hundred dollar bill. That's the same. If, a, if an elementary school kid comes to school with a hundred dollar bill, you can feel rather confident that the parent did not give it to them. Yes. So yes. yeah, that's a good word to the wise. Yeah. I just thought I'd try. I think that's a good story to share. So. All right. Well, I think, I think this is it. Hopefully we'll get Spike back from his lightning bolt um, over here for the next podcast and find out how he's doing in his new job yes. as a middle school principal. Yes, because we've been hearing voxes, but we wanted to keep it until the podcast. So yeah. now I'm starting to, starting to get anxious. I want to know. Yes. All right. Well, everybody, hope you have a great Easter and Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.
There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com slash B-E.